0: August 11th. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 24. Now about the questions you Corinthians asked in your letter. Yes, it is good to live a celibate life. But because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should not deprive his wife of sexual intimacy, which is her right as a married woman. Nor should the wife deprive her husband. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband also gives authority over his body to his wife. So do not deprive each other of sexual relations. The only exception to this rule would be the agreement of both husband and wife to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so they can give themselves more completely to prayer. Afterward, they should come together again, so that Satan won't be able to tempt them because of their lack of self-control. This is only my suggestion. It's not meant to be an absolute rule. I wish everyone could get along without marrying, just as I do. But we are not all the same. God gives some the gift of marriage, and to others He gives the gift of singleness. Now I say to those who aren't married and to widows, It's better to stay unmarried, just as I am. But if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than to burn with lust. Now for those who are married, I have a command that comes not from me, but from the Lord. A wife must not leave her husband. But if she does leave him, let her remain single, or else go back to him. And the husband must not leave his wife." Now I will speak to the rest of you, though I do not have a direct command from the Lord. If a Christian man has a wife who is an unbeliever, and she is willing to continue living with him, he must not leave her. And if a Christian woman has a husband who is an unbeliever, and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. For the Christian wife brings holiness to her marriage, and the Christian husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise, your children would not have a godly influence, but now they are set apart for Him. But if the husband or wife who isn't a Christian insists on leaving, let them go. In such cases, the Christian husband or wife is not required to stay with them, for God wants His children to live in peace. You wives must remember that your husbands might be converted because of you and you husbands must remember that your wives might be converted because of you. You must accept whatever situation the Lord has put you in and continue on as you were when God first called you. This is my rule for all the churches. For instance, a man who was circumcised before he became a believer should not try to reverse it, and the man who was uncircumcised when he became a believer should not be circumcised now, for it makes no difference whether or not a man has been circumcised. The important thing is to keep God's commandments. You should continue on as you were when God called you. Are you a slave? Don't let that worry you. But if you get a chance to be free, take it. And remember, if you were a slave when the Lord called you, the Lord has now set you free from the awful power of sin. And if you were free when the Lord called you, you are now a slave of Christ. God purchased you at a high price. Don't be enslaved by the world. So, dear brothers and sisters, whatever situation you were in when you became a believer, stay there in your new relationship with God. Three
1: simple words that are very, very applicable to the day in which we are living. While men slept. I believe that's what the Church of Jesus Christ is doing today, sleeping. Ephesians 5 says to the people of that day, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead. Well, sleep isn't death, but it's the same. All our powers are suspended. A man is unconscious. He's out of touch with the world around, around, around about him. Wild men slept. What happened while men slept? Well, it tells you that while men slept, the enemy got in and sowed the seed. What happened? While they were sleeping, the enemy was doing his damnable work. The enemy is sowing his seed. You hear the news tonight? Now we say, why have we got all the problems in school? Because we threw ten lamps out of every school, the Ten Commandments. There's no mystery about it. Boy, I'm no genius, but I know know when they put the lights out, it's dark in the room. I know when they take the Bible out, it's dark. And we've done this in our homes, alas. Very few homes where the Word of God is honored and read and explained. Sowing the seed of discord. Sowing the seed of error. There has to be a revival. I'm absolutely sure of that. Look at the error in the world tonight. I said to a preacher today, Do you say to young folk that come to the altar, Listen, before you go away, renounce the world, the flesh of the devil? Say, I put off every unclean thing and I embrace everything that's pure and holy and right here I take up my cross because Jesus said if you don't take the cross you cannot be my disciple if you don't take the cross you cannot be my disciple if you don't take the cross you cannot be my disciple and that's a tremendous statement that we lose all our rights the moment we say I take Christ into my life I have nothing I have no rights to myself May not cost you much to say, take my silver and my gold, you don't have much. But when you sing, take my life, remember the moment you said it, we read registered in eternity. A man is not an apostate because he propagates error. He's an apostate because he knows the truth and won't accept it. He's living below standards. There's only one way to live, and that's to live with eternity's values in view. If you do that, you won't care whether you wear designer clothes or you don't. Whether you've got the worst looking car or the worst looking house. It won't matter at all. Perishing, perishing, thou wast not willing. Master, forgive and inspire us anew. Banish our worldliness. Help us to ever live with eternity's values in view. And a friend wrote me a note today, it came, and it just put in, Satan seems to does his most critical work when men are asleep. It says, while men slept, the enemy came. People say sometimes, are you critical? I said, no, I'm a watchman.